one more time just with a thanksgiving unto the Lord. Good morning to you. Saints of the Most High God. A kingdom of priests. You are in this place. You've gathered around the altar. Expect the blessing of the Lord to flow to you. Through you. Your family. Your home. Your destiny. Something good is going on here right now. The power of altars. Social distance, high five somebody. James, good to have you in service this morning. Greetings to everybody online. We love you. God bless you. We're going to get a little bit of understanding this morning. We started a new series and we're starting this morning called The Power of Altars. You may be seated in the presence of a living God. Acts chapter 17 and verse 22. How amazing was yesterday? Are you going to thank the Lord one more time for all that he's doing? Amen and amen. Then Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. Huh. Religious people. For as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you Worship without knowing. Some people worship God without knowing Him. Him I proclaim to you. Let that be our prayer this morning. God who made the world and everything in it, since He is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. Nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything. You can't give him your banana, your apple, and think that you please this God. He says, since he gives to all life, breath and all things, all comes from God. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth. And has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their, of, their, of their dwellings. There's so much in the scripture. Because it's telling you the connection between heaven and earth. It's telling you things about altars. So, so much to speak about that. So that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grow for Him and find Him. May you find God in this season. Though He is not far from each one of us. Is that it? 
Give us the next verse. For in Him we live, come on, read with me, and move and have our being. As also some of our own poets have said, for we are also His offspring. Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. Truly, these times of ignorance, God overlooked. Generation, are you listening to what the Lord is saying? Your ignorance, God overlooked before, but no more. I said no more. But now, commands all men everywhere to repent. Because he's appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. So the series we're entering into is really understanding the power of altars. And when you begin to read the scripture, you'll begin to find some clues that have been left concerning the power of an altar. So, altars are powerful places. They're portals or entry points of spirits into the earth and the lives of individuals. Becomes a place. It's an altar. It's an, an altar is a meeting point between men and spirits. So each time a sacrifice is offered on an altar and words, supplications, declarations, curses, etc. are uttered, spiritual forces are immediately mobilized and invited. So it's not just righteous altars. They are unrighteous altars. You understand that the curse has been released over South Africa for Sunday, today. Altars have been raised that they want to create the same violence and chaos that they had in June last year. They want to do it again starting today. They've raised an altar. The question is, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? The earth is, the curses are everywhere. The witches and warlocks, they're busy. They're announcing things. They raise up altars. And they call on spirits to come in and give them the portal or the opportunity to come in and harass regions. That's how you'll find murders in certain regions is because altars have been raised. They're the same spirits that control your taverns and the bars and, and, and prostitution. It's, 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 it's raised up in a region. These are altars. Whether good or bad spirits is determined by the altar that was visited. The priest of the altar and the sacrifice offered at the altar. It becomes the portal. It becomes the connection. The God who controls both heaven and earth. He doesn't want you to be ignorant anymore. Because we see you worshipping and we see there's also an altar and of course, and the altar, there must be some sort of sacrifice, some kind of finances, some kind of offerings, some kind of 
animal something that you brought onto the altar that has brought you to this understanding but he says you you can't work anymore that way because to this unknown god everybody understands that there's another realm there's another dimension and they're calling upon spirits but not all of it is of righteousness so this evil priests and priestesses it will work with evil altars and thus evil spirits and covenants are invoked at such altars and i want us to pay attention because some people have taken the church as i belong to kingdom life embassy or i'm a methodist or i'm a catholic they don't understand that you're actually connected to an altar forget the name of the church Forget who is preaching there. Find out what's going on on that altar. An altar is a supernatural system of authorization for the spirit realm to have entrance and encounter with the physical realm. I think movies and music becomes one of the most powerful ways for demonic realms to enter into homes, into children's lives, into the minds of our families, and in any place. Because what are they doing? Big demonic concerts or whatever they're doing, they're invoking, they're calling on spirits. Don't you believe the lie that nothing just happens? The reason why our generation is struggling with so many things is because They've opened up doors, they've opened up portals, they've opened up opportunity for the devil and demonic spirits to come in to harass them. But aren't you glad you belong to a church of a living God? That you can raise an altar in the morning, that you can get up and you can praise the King of Kings and you can magnify Him and you can lift up the sacrifice of praise. He's the head of all principality and power. What a holy God. Everybody understands that there is another realm. Let me read some, just throw out some things that you can write down that's going to help you. So when we speak about altars... There's a place called a personal altar. So your body is a living sacrifice where your life becomes an altar for God to move on and to do what He needs to do through you. You shut your eyes and your ears to everything demonic. You see no evil. You hear no evil. You don't open up your mouth to anything evil. You allow your body to become a vessel. Your body, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God dwells in you so God's having communion he found when you got born again he found a portal he found a place he found a person that he can flow through to have his will done in the earth becomes very powerful and when that man gets born again and he enters into a place of where his body is consecrated, his words, his eyes, his ears, what he watches, where he goes, what he does, and he is submitted to the Holy Spirit. He then can take his family to the altar. 
So it's not just personal anymore. It is now my family that comes together. Are you with me? Let me say this to every one of us. I'm speaking to the woman as well. No man is greater than his personal altar. Show me your altar and the commitment you make therein and I will tell you who you really are. Who you are today is a direct reflection of the altar you have raised personally. Joseph said, how can I not sin against your husband? How can I sin against my God? So my sin is not even against you. It's against God. David said against you and you alone have I sinned and done this evil. He became the greatest king, but he had a personal altar. An encounter with God. Your speed in life depends on the power of your altar. Please write this down. Please write this down. And I'm going to say it slowly. If you don't raise your own altar, you become a victim of another man's altar. Woman, when you got married to that man, you didn't just get take his on his surname, you took on his altar. And if he's got none, you in trouble already. You don't marry a man, you're marrying his altar. You don't join a church, you're joining the altar. You don't marry into a family, you marry into their altar. Is there anything that's going around that altar? It's not, it's more than hips, lips, and fingertips. What makes one man more powerful than another is the quantity and the quality of sacrifices he consistently puts upon his altar. It's not the church. It's not the fact that you, you, you've decorated, it looks amazing. And this is also sacrifices. It's, it's what's going on on the altar. I brought my pastors together and said, you tell me, are you happy with the altar? Whether it be around, at the back, how people come. This is all raising an altar. What sacrifices are you making? They, they've been spending hours late at night to make sure that everything is pure and prayed for. Because it's what's coming from the altar. Quite evidently, there are families that take their family altars more seriously. And their lives stand out in the community. The enemy is not after your stuff, honey. He's after the altar that you're supposed to have raised. He wants you to walk in ignorance. And God says in this season, we're not going to allow ignorance to stand anymore. And the church said, I love what this pastor says. He says, your, your personal altar 
is the tap root of your spiritual life. It's the stuff that nobody sees, but it's producing fruit every single day. I took out a tree at my house, a massive tree, the front of my lawn. No heavy roots, just one tap root. <laughs> to pull that thing out, oh my goodness. It took big, big men two days because that thing went so deep. The deeper the tap root, the taller your life grows. The more resilient you get, the more you bloom and flourish. The more relevant you become to the world. Where did it come from? It came from an altar and the sacrifices on that altar. That's why around me, I, 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 I get really upset with people that, that don't understand the sacrifices I've made to be here. My personal sacrifices, my personal money. When you have to put your house on the altar because God called for it. It's a sacrifice. When God speaks about furniture and, and finances and, and, and clothing and all kinds of things that God has called for. And he says, put it on the altar for me. Because it's not the fact that I'm born again. It's not the fact that I'm dedicated to God, that my body is a living sacrifice. It's that everything that God is calling for, when I put it on that altar, that's when the power flows. It's not the fact that you came to church. It is the sacrifices placed on the altar that makes an altar speak. Your altar must speak for you. Without a sacrifice on that altar, you can't unleash what this altar has got for you. You can't receive it. You'll have to come back here every single time and, and, and you will beg for stuff. But God wanted you to understand the power of an altar that you can respond when God raises up an altar. Are we okay to go and bring rebuke to anybody that's close to the altar? Is it okay for us to rebuke? No? Is it okay for me that I should be repenting of anything that is demonic or anything that I open up a door to? This is me personally. Why? Because I go from a personal altar to a family altar to the altar of God in the church. So when you come in here, it's okay for you to sit out there and catch the night's warmth of what this altar produces. But when you get on this altar, things become hot and everybody said... So, when anything is going wrong in your life, the very least you should do is make a spiritual inquiry. I bought a new bed a couple of, two months ago. I had so many challenges just to get it. And I changed it and I, you know, not a medium, but like a real hard one. And I, I've been using this thing, but I just don't know why my body's been so painful for since I've got back from holiday and it's been so many challenges. And I'm like, God, I need to ask you what's going on here. And not once did I connect 
the bed and what's going on in my body. One o'clock this morning, the Lord said to me, get out of your bed, go and sleep in your, in your, your other bed, in the spare room. And I fell fast asleep there. And God is correcting things because, you see, you must go and make some inquiry about stuff that's not going right. But if you had no tap root, if you got no place in your home, where are you going to go to? If the curses are coming and people are raising things and setting things, where are you going to go to with your life? If you got no personal altar, I went back to the bed that was there many years ago. And I went to go and lay and say, God, I know somewhere here there's a dream, there's a vision, there's an hour. Come on, somebody. Is anybody going to hear? Do you have a place to go to when you are in trouble? Have you raised something? Have you brought some sacrifices? Do you have a place in your home that you can go to when all hell comes against you? The problem why, why we see your complaints on Facebook is because you've got no taproot system. You got no personal altar. Somebody in the week said, you know, you guys are living the high life. I said, my brother, don't let Facebook fool you. I only put the good stuff out on Facebook. You don't know my personal fight and the kind of challenge that I'm in. Because I don't come to you with my problem. I go to a place called the altar. And I have my time with the Lord. And I go and connect with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The Alpha and the Omega. Don't you let Facebook fool you. Don't let Facebook tell you, I put out my good stuff there. And I'll always smile for you. But there's a fight going on. How are we doing for time? That's the reason why anybody who comes close here, I got the right to rebuke you. You know how many years it's taken to raise this altar? It's 17 years here. That's only public. You don't know my private fight. You don't know my home and the home cell. My home, when I got born again, I gave my life to the Lord. He said, now we're going to learn. I'm going to teach you in sacrifices. So, Pastor Z comes out of a job. We go to Bible college for two years. They steal my car right before I go to Bible college. My new car. The Lord says, you're not allowed to buy a new one until I tell you. I drive a second-hand one that I got out of the scrapyard that was a second-hand car we had. I rode it for two years. The last to leave Bible college, not because I was holy, is because the car was full of holy smoke and praying in tongues. And it had to be parked on, on a way so that I can, when I, when I get in there, I can just give it a bit of a, and it will, you, you know what I'm talking about? It's called sacrifices. When God calls you into the kingdom of God, yeah, what's on your altar? I'm asking you this morning, what is on your altar? So I get born again and I'm going to college and God opens up a portal for me and he shows me my house. The house is beautiful. And he says, out of this house, dedicate this house. I don't have a room. I have a house for God. And I dedicated it to the Lord. It's 24 years later and the testimony still stands. Why? It became a place 
people would say to me when we come to your house we always feel refreshed why i dedicated it to the lord it was a family altar not just a place in a room it's when i walk at the back and when i walk in the front there is no alcohol in that place there is nothing demonic in that place there's nothing perverse in that place my whole house not just me not just personally my whole house then God allowed a connect group you know your home cell to come and start there and we taught from this altar and the church started from that altar it never started here it started in my home but look at the progression the many many sacrifices we've made all on that altar not just my money not just my time not just my gift walking away from a, a well-paying job all of that is placed on the altar and say Lord receive it it's called altars and it's powerful now I can tell you witches and warlocks and Satanists understand the power of an altar they will fast and drink blood for 40 days. You can't pray for one hour. Where's your altar, man? Where's the time that you can spend with God and say, in this place, something must shift? I tell you the reason why most people, let me, I'm getting ahead of me, but there's some things that happens to you when you service your altar continually. You can't visit it now and again. And say, oops, I should have prayed. So first thing I do when I wake up in the morning, I say, pray for you. Because God just hasn't got me. He's not just got my family. He's got my spiritual sons and daughters. You hear? The question is, how do you treat the altar? And I get it. You don't first have your personal altar. It doesn't start there for most people. I started off in the church. Because somebody raised up an altar and I got born again at that altar. And then I went into a place of my personal altar with God. And then God said, I can use you. Listen to what I'm saying here. Huh. God has never used a man who never raised an altar to him. Never. You must raise an altar and you must put something on that altar. Altars are very powerful. We're leading up to Easter and I want to build up your faith and understanding about the importance of an altar. When I'm in trouble, I have a place I can go to. Do you have a place you can go to when you're in trouble? Put up, this is the church and reason why you need to belong to a church. It's not just a church name and it's in a place. It has got to do with everything demonic in that realm. That God would call a church to go to a certain place and then there's continual prayers and offerings and worship that comes from that altar because God is holding back on the demonic. Because altars are there to let demonic systems back off from your children that's why you need a family altar
And for some of you need to understand, it's not just me personally or my house. This is my work. But you got a workplace where you need to be operating from, where your school must be dedicated to God. It must become your, 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 your work space. Must become your worship place. Whatever you're involved in, you must represent the king where you are and you must allow the presence of the Lord to come. We know that light overcomes darkness. But if light is not in that place, everybody walks in darkness and you are supposed to represent the king of glory. That school, there should be no demonic activity there. No suicides, uh, no, no drugs. You should drive it out because uh, when somebody sets up an altar in a school, everything must shift. Come on. An altar is a place of separation where we separate ourselves to God and separate ourselves from generational curses. There is no other way you're going to get your answer. How else are you going to get the answer and the blessing you're looking for separated from the altar of God? I'm telling you today, and I want to say it again. If you don't raise an altar or be connected to an altar, you're subject to whatever else is happening in that environment. Your company, I don't care what they serve. My insurance company I worked for, I know they served Scientology. I know about the ranking they had there. And I wasn't a convert all of that insurance company, but I could stand there where I was, death has got to stop. Whether it be a school or you're in the marketplace, whatever company, you need to understand that you are a temple. Your body is the temple. You're an altar. Things must stop. Demonic stuff must stop because you're there. Genesis chapter 28, I think it's verse 10. Why belong to a church? Now Jacob went out from Bathsheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set and he took one of the stones of that place and put it on his head and he laid down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth and it stopped, reached to the heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending. There's your portal. There is the gap between, there is the connection between the spiritual realm and the earthly realm. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and of God of the God of Isaac. The, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, north and south. And in you and in your seed, all the families. Everybody shout all the families. This is the place, he says, all the families are going to be blessed out of this moment. Because we created a place in the earth. Behold, I'm with you and will keep you wherever you go. God's going to keep you wherever you go. You haven't got it yet. You've come to an altar, man. You haven't just come to church. You've come to a place of blessing. Watch. 
and I will bring you back to this land for I will not leave you until I've done what I've spoken to you you will live and not die you will fulfill your purpose in the earth you coming into what God has got for you you begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ read with me then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said surely Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. He says, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. Your house should be awesome. Your place of worship should be awesome. Your workplace should be awesome. Your school should be awesome. This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. The church was created as the connection between the earthly realm and the heavenly realm. And what happens on that altar declares and decrees and sets up whether the people live in awesomeness. Your life and its destiny is directly connected to the altar you're servicing. You tell me what you're doing for this church and I'll tell you what your life would look like. You show me what you're doing for the altar that you should be servicing, taking care of. I told the people yesterday, I said, you know, we had this meeting yesterday with the kings. Everything you see here is, it's not just worship. It is prophetic. It's warfare. Because <laughs> someone woman comes and she says, how can we receive offerings in Durban's? Can you please put up golden bowls? Because these, this, is prof this is warfare. All the powers of and we got this meeting yesterday one of the sons came and they put up a, a, a generator a couple of months ago maybe about a year ago no interruption with our meeting why because even a generator is warfare while the world is going dark and wants to shut your meeting down the church keeps on moving because the altar must still stand it must be raised up so someone can get an answer to their situation is anybody understanding the power of an altar that's why anybody that comes closer here you must repent quicker because it becomes hotter here I got, no, I got no place to go left and right and just do my own thing. I can't. Even on a holiday when God says your, your holiday is over, get back home and preach. Why? The universe despises a void. And if there's no altar in your home or in the church or the right word coming out, Satan comes and seats himself. Anything you don't name, he claims. Can we claim this week, heading into the month of April, that you're going to now find tremendous blessing in the month of April. We cancel debts from the altar. We release the blessing of the Lord upon your children. You getting blessed. You getting blessed. Double, triple blessing upon your life.
because what comes from the altar declares whether whether God can move or not the church who are set up there what are, what are you going to do disconnected from God's altar don't you ever believe the lie that there's a neutral ground there is no demilitarized zone in the kingdom you're either in the kingdom of darkness uh, and you're servicing that altar or you're in the kingdom of light uh, and you're servicing that altar it's time for the church to understand that there is an altar being raised over rape sucker for your family for your business for your home for your children for your Stop walking around the altar with no responsibility. Stop hanging around waiting. You know that breakthrough comes from an altar. Why are you sitting and waiting for someone else's breakthrough? Then you can just get the birth of what they've got. Why are you not acting like a son responsible around the altar and say, I'm going to protect it. I'm going to mow the lawn. I'm going to put up generators. I'll make sure the lights are here. I'll make sure there's internet connection. What are you doing? You're servicing the altar. All you've known is altar boys. Dressed up. Baba, that stuff that you're doing, it's called the incense of prayer. Where's your prayer life? Not stuff made with man's hands. Where is your servicing this place and saying, Father, somebody has come in here suicidal, but when they touch this altar this morning, it's going to break from their lives. This is a church of a loving God. Somebody needs breakthrough in their business. But Father, they're going to get it here this morning in the name. This is none other than the house of God. This place is awesome. Demonic forces know, man. Do you understand that they will fight you? They, one, one pastor told me, he says, anytime you get involved in land, the devil don't mind you going to the school every week, Strike up, strike down, strike up. Take the get, you know, we did that for years. And what we before we can even go and have our service, we have to have prayer and intercession to cleanse everything that happened in that week because there's some child that was on that was suicidal or an addiction or, or or there was sexual activity or whatever it was in that school. You have to contend with that spirit before you can have church. Now, now, how awesome are you that you can walk into your company and shut every demonic system no, by yourself? By yourself. And say, no, 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 no suicides here. No breakdowns here. No nervous breakdowns here. Healing is here. Deliverance is here. I am an altar for the living God. And anointing flows from me. There's answers everywhere. You go from a personal altar, you do it in your home. One house can save a whole street. One person in one house can save the whole house. 
when the house comes together for an family altar the whole street gets saved or the whole complex is not complex anymore Hebrews chapter 10 verse 19 Therefore brethren have bo having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus aren't you thankful for the blood of Jesus aren't you thankful that he put his life down that you know we are living sacrifices that means that we don't get to die he had to die so that we could have his blood shed for our sins Oh, there's so much to preach. Altars, man. The reason why you've come in here is because the precious blood of Jesus. He raised an altar and laid his life on that altar himself. Then took the same sacrifice to a holy God and created a connection between heaven and earth so that you and I can be saved. And then he gave birth to the church and you're sitting in the seat of the, uh, come on, of those that are blessed, healed saints. Come on, shout and amen in this church. You get to enter in by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. Next verse. And having a high priest, he's the high priest over his house. He's watching over everything that you do. And everything demonic, satanic, unrighteous, unholy, impure, improper, illegal, unlawful, wicked and perverse, he will uproot if you let him in. This temple was dedicated to God. This land was called Rehoboth. We dedicated it. This is only spiritual activity for the glory of God. That's why you walk onto this land, you'll only become fruitful. Your business must multiply. Your family must increase. Your home must have more peace. There's got to be healing on every side. And everybody shouted an amen in this place. I want to know why you're not in prayers on a Saturday. I'm just asking. Because somewhere there's demonic activity happening. And you must be awake. You can't walk around with ignorance anymore. To an unknown God. You need to know what the blood has done for you. You need to know what the altar is all about. You need to have a taproot system. It must run deep because trouble is all around you. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. And our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who has promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order. Can you stir up love and not hatred? Not anger and offense? Can we stir up love in this place? Because according to the scripture, when you get it around the altar, you stir up love. Go back one place. And good works. Where's your good works? What have you done? Don't ask what the church can do for you, man. Ask what you can do for the altar. Apostle, if you really need me anytime, call on me. I won't. Bring your gift. Bring your talent. 
bring your whatever you can if you see something wrong don't complain fix it let us see your good works it's called the altar next verse not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as it is the manner of some but exhorting one another so and so much the more as you see the day approaching you were supposed to come together you're supposed to gather you were supposed to assemble he says some people forgetting that there is an altar you don't leave churches you leave altars this is more than your hatching matching and dispatching an altar is a place where an exchange takes place. And please, when God has called you to go to another church, please do it. But don't you forget. Anytime you sow, anytime you serve, anytime you sing, anytime you bring an instrument, anytime you do what you do, you sweep, you, 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 you vacuum the place, you lay out the... You, 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 you're coming to service an altar. You're making it easier for the word to go out. Oh, I've got to end. There's so much that's still to teach. Let's, now let me teach on family altars. Go with me to Job chapter 1 quickly. I've got a few minutes. Let's just go through the script. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. Not Job. If you want a job, you'll find one. Come to the altar. We'll pray for you. You're going to get a job. And that man was blameless and upright. One who feared God and shunned evil. Can you see the man at a personal altar? And seven sons and three daughters were born to him. Sounds like my pops. Also his possessions. Now watch now. From personal altar, family altar. Also his possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household. So that his, this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. He was not only honorable, he shunned evil. He feared God. And his sons would go and feast in their houses, each on his appointed day, and would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course, that Job would send and sanctify them. He would say, Lord, there's a curse in the earth, but separate my family from this curse. That's what sanctification means. It means to separate me from the wickedness that's happening around us. And he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings. Now watch. He's got an altar, but he's got an offering on the altar. According to the number of them all. So for his children, he would most probably walk with whatever offerings he had, whatever burnt offerings, he would present it in the altars for every one of them. For Job said, it may be, just maybe just maybe my children are off course with God it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts thus Job did what you're missing it slate one more time say it loud with me this morning say regularly say it like you ate something say regularly say it like you not the sacrifice this morning 
Say it like you're not going to burn this morning. Say it like you're alive this morning. Say it regularly. Next verse. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came among them. I want to tell you there was a day that that could happen. It can't happen anymore. That Satan can come and approach God anymore. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? So Satan answered and said, from going to and fro on the earth and walking back and forth. He's also looking at the places and saying, well, here's an opportunity. Nobody's serving God here. Let's curse them. Whatever's happening in this region, make sure that this family is touched. He's walking to and fro. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro. Satan himself is walking to and fro to find out which house has got no altar, which family is disconnected from the altar of God, there's only two places, man. The kingdom of light to the kingdom of darkness. Both of them got altars, man. They're both calling for stuff. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you seen that house? There's a man in that house. His name is Job. Have you considered my servant Job? That there's none like him on the earth. A blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. He's got a taproot system. He's got a personal place and a fear of God in him. He's got a personal altar. So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for naught? Have you not made a hedge? No. Oh, look at the effect of an altar. Look at what an altar does for you. Job must be the one that you must follow. Watch what is, what's going on here. Satan, the demonic realm, looks down and says to God and gives you a clue of what to do. He says, you made a hedge around him. Around his household. And around all that he has on every side. You've blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. What? I can't touch him. I'm watching how you're blessing this man and I can't stop him from moving in what you've got for him. I can't disrupt the blessing of the Lord upon him. He says to the Lord, he can't do it. He says, but to the Lord, he says, now, okay. God allows us to be written for our sins. He says, now you stretch out your hand and touch all that he has and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power. God handed it over. And for our sins, we can read the scriptures and find out what an altar actually does. Where Satan can't come in and mess with your family. Where your business will always increase. Where your children are protected. The children don't even know what's going on. But daddy's got a family altar. This is good preaching, man. Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went from the presence of the Lord. So now you know that he's got an altar. You know he's not just got a personal altar. He's got an altar for his family. Watch Satan's work, man. How does he attack Job? 
Have you noticed the progression? Now, there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. I mean, this, this family is having a party every day. I mean, they're really having a great time, but because in the one house there is a father that not only has a, who fears God, but understands that God, there's a hedge around this family. And a messenger came to Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the donkeys were feeding beside them. When the Sabians raided them and took them away, indeed, they've killed the servants with the edge of the sword and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, the fire of God fell from heaven and burnt up the sheep. Hold up. Hold up. You can't touch the man. What is the thing that Satan went after? Go back. I'll give you the scripture. Go back to verse, I think it's 14. Go back to verse 14, Job 1.14. The messenger said, the oxen were plowing. Go to verse 16. The first attack was on the oxen. The next attack was on what? While he was still speaking, another came and said, the fire of God fell from heaven and burnt up the sheep and the servants. What did Satan go after? The sacrifices. Because he knew that if Job gets into any kind of trouble and he's got to sacrifice somewhere, he's going to take another sheep, he's going to take another five, He's going to take another six. He'll take whatever he's got and he's going to offer it up unto God. Is anybody hearing me? When COVID hit, the first thing you pull back was your offering and your tithes. And Satan says, I've got you now. Watch the process. So the sheep goes. The servants are killed. He says, I am alone escaped to tell you the story. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, the Chaldeans formed three bands, raided the, what did they come after next? So sacrifices are first. Transportation, camels, transportation. Your, your business that can produce, you'll attack your business. A camel is a vehicle of transportation. Not just the car that you're driving. Whatever you've been, that has been producing for the kingdom of God that gets you to get sheep and oxen to bring a sacrifice to the altar. Watch. Kill the servants with the edge of the sword and I alone have escaped to tell you. Look at the process, man. Look where people are struggling right now. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, Ah, your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their older, older brother's house. And suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house. And it fell on the young people and they did. And I alone have escaped to tell you. 
Then Job rose, stole his robe and shaved his head and he fell to the ground and worshipped. Listen to me. It doesn't start with your family and your house and your business. It starts with your sacrifice. You're disconnecting from the altar so that you think the altar doesn't matter. Because when there's an altar in a place, your home is protected. Your family is protected. Your business is protected. Your children is protected. Is anybody hearing the word of the Lord this morning? Now you know why it's not working for you. Now you know why your house is falling to pieces. Now you know why your house don't matter because you took the altar of God for granted. What, matter, what happens here matters to God. We do everything to protect what's coming from you. I'll fight you for it. Because this thing is personal. You weren't there when God called me, man. You don't know about my sacrifices. People come talk about how much they've done for the church. You ain't seen nothing yet, honey. You've seen nothing. You, you brag about what you, you've seen nothing. You've not seen a man lay his life down. That everything about my life, my family, my home, my cars, when God said, give away cars, when God said, sow this and give that, you don't, you weren't there. When God came and spoke to me, when I broke the alabaster box and worshiped the King of Kings and said, Lord, for your glory. What really hurts is when you are in fellowship or covenant with people that don't understand the sacrifice of your praise, of what you do. Listen for a minute, sit down. God raises up a man by the name of Abraham who understood sacrifices and altars. He's worshipping a foreign God. God says, I'm going to teach you how to work it in the kingdom of God. He has a man, his cousin come alongside him, Lot. Every place Abraham goes to, he raises up an altar. He raises an altar. Not once do you hear that Lot raised an altar. Because Lot's got no understanding about spiritual things. He's hovering around the altar of Abraham because he knows the blessing is on the man. And it is horrible to have people around you that don't ex understand the sacrifices of what you made on the altar. They hover around for the breakthrough, but they got no spiritual understanding of what it took to get there. Somebody needs healing, it's at the altar. Somebody needs a breakthrough. The Bible speaks about how Abraham increased. He increased. He multiplied. Why? Because he knew how to raise an altar. Even when God said, give me your son. Your only son, the one whom you love. He gave. He was willing to go all the way because he knew there's something about the spiritual world that will bring in breakthrough. If I get it right at the altar. Some people, the only thing they know about you is an altar is that you changed your name. Got married at an altar. You don't know that the altar is a place of exchange where the curse is reversed and you walk out blessed. All your chains fall in this place and you leave in this place from this place blessed. 
healed and delivered. Job stands and says, let me just finish off the scripture, we can be done. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He had no idea what was actually happening in the heavens. He had no idea that the spiritual realm was responding to Job, that he feared God. Sometimes the attack you under has got nothing to do with you doing something wrong. Satan will send people to bring you under attack when you, when you are, when he's under attack through your obedience. Job's obedience is what brought him under attack. Now if you've sinned and you made a mistake, repent, you have a high priest. But for this moment, I want you to pay attention to the altars because leading up to the Passover, I want you to see the power of what an altar can do for your life. It'll alter your life. It'll change your business. Some of you don't understand that you've not dedicated your children at the altar and Satan's harassing them. You've not dedicated your business at the altar and Satan's messing with them. Your children can be wayward, man. But when you dedicate them to the Lord and you say, Father, in my home, a family altar is the days when you bring, on the, especially on their birthdays, and remind them that you're entering into a new space and you begin to declare things from that room. Wherever you're praying for your children, you are announcing the blessing of the Lord upon them. Wherever they go, they will always walk in victory, preserved and protected. Come on, they'll walk in the midst of whatever curse and they'll always experience the blessedness of the Lord. What does your altar look like at home? Or is it there? Let's have these three confessions as we're on our way in the, in the school bus or in the, in the transportation. Or is there a place where we can teach from, share the word of God from, pray together? Ask them about their dreams and visions. Lay hands on them. Is there a place that your children will remember how mommy prayed, how daddy prayed? Do you have your home as a place where you can lay your hands on the sick and they will recover? Do you have anointing well? A place because when Jacob woke up in that dream, he says, this is none other than the house of God and the gate of heaven. And the Bible says he put anointing oil right there and he said, this is the place. Do you have a place you can go to? I need a bed at home. I said, I don't care. Right now, my wife doesn't even know. I take my own pillow and I go and lay on this bed and I say, Father, I remind you that you are my healer. You are my strong deliverer. I am reminded, my God, that your word always works. And I will decree and declare that I will live and not die. 
I will always walk in victory all the days of my life. My children are blessed. We are blessed in the city and in the field. You sent your word to heal us. Oh, my home is a haven of peace. Oh, death has got to turn at the door. Sickness and disease has got to bow in the name of Jesus. Can anybody shout amen in the church? You think the devil's playing games. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. It's on his CV. It's his job description. And he's doing a work. The question is, do we really understand what it takes to live in the kingdom of God? And I'm telling you, it's not difficult. It's just that we're disobedient. We're not acting on the God's word. Today we're going to do something. For your family and for your home. We're building, there's an altar for the church and families that are connected to the house, that's one thing. But I want you to come this morning for you and your family. Let me just do an announcement first. If you're not born again, hear me. The Bible speaks about Adam and God was showing off his his. His workings of how things work in the kingdom. He's walking with God in the cool of the day. And the Bible says God brought animals to Adam and whatever Adam named it, that's what the animal was. Then the servant comes and tempts Eve. And she falls for it. And he gets an access and a portal and a way of how he could access mankind. Read your scripture. Genesis chapter 3. When all the curse is in the earth, Adam turns around and he says, and your name is Eve because you're the mother of all living. I ask the question, if Adam didn't neglect his duty in naming his wife, would she have not fallen for this thing? Is it possible that she could have said, no, I actually, I don't need to be like God I am. I'm the mother of all living because my husband called it. Anything you don't claim, name, Satan claims. Do you know who you are? Do you know who your children are? Do you know what God calls them? Do you understand the power of this moment? That you can take your children and say, Lord, as the righteous of God, I am going to present my children to you and I'm going to create a place in my home where I can go to and have a picture of them and have the stone I mean too, too personal, let me not share some of the stuff we're doing I bought booties for my grandchildren a long time ago and I pray over them Tasman's husband I pray over you, life partner, my grandchildren. Why? I'm lifting them up before the Lord. I'm giving God an opportunity to do work in my children's children. If you're not born again, if Jesus didn't call you his own, Satan's calling you his. You must be born again. Otherwise, you cannot see the kingdom. 
If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, today's the day of salvation. You must confess with your mouth and allow Him to become your Lord and Savior and rule from your heart. And now your body becomes a temple of the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God dwells in you. You must be born again. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, you are saved. Don't let, put Satan out by putting Jesus in charge of your life. Father, for those that are not born again, I pray that this word will touch, heal, and deliver, and set free. For anyone that doesn't know Jesus Christ, confess this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I believe you died on the cross for a sinner like me. I receive you as my Lord and as my Savior. Come into my heart, rule in my heart and my mind. My body is yours. My life is yours. Thank you for cleansing me, washing me, and giving me a brand new start. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that you are born again, if you really mean that, you are born again. For anybody online, you are born again. Clap your hands for anybody that did. family altars do we have do we have cookies what do we have we have markers or something you got some markers left and right under your chair there should be a stone mama you need to fight for those children eh and there's others over here. If you need it, there's more. There's some empty seats as well. Just take. You'll just pass cookies around. You're going to put your family name on there. And if you needed more for your children, like my father, you would have needed 10. But if you need more, then there's more. But put your children's name on there. Put, put, and be, we're going to begin a... I, I, I don't want to deal with the, the altar in the house of God this morning. I want to deal with the family altar. It means you must take it home with you. I want you to get a picture of your children and find a place for them to meet with God and create a portal, create a place where you can remind God about your sin and ask God for His mercy to direct their lives. Pray for them over their birthdays. Speak life over them. But raise a family altar and if, they, and if they're still in your home and they can listen to you and they can pay attention, then call them in for a, to pray over their visions and over their dreams. Ask them what the Holy Spirit's telling them. Ask them, share scriptures, take what you heard today and begin to pray and lay your hands on them. Take anointing oil and pray over your children. But raise up some place that the children will have a reference when trouble comes. There was a family altar. I remember my daddy waking us up at 6 o'clock in the morning before he goes to work. And our eyes can't even open properly, but you've got to sing, Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. And we were asked 
to share scripture and I shared on the love of God in, in Corinthians and everybody was astounded and the next day I said well I'll, I'll read again and they said what you got I said 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and I had no idea what I was preaching but my father stirred it in our home that the Bible becomes a place a place you can run to when the curses and things are coming and life has hit you hard child there must be a place that you can come to Take your tithes and your offerings and bring it before. Don't hide it. It's not a parcel. It is an offering to the Lord. Bring it to the altar and teach your children. And say, but daddy, I want my bicycle. No child, what goes to God must be first. Teach them about tithes and offerings. What are you doing? You're servicing the altar that feeds you. And he didn't say that if you bring your tithes into the storehouse, he says, I'll open up the windows of heaven for you and I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. Your business will not fail. You're bringing your business, you're bringing your children. Teach them about the altar. Altars are everywhere. There's no neutral place. They either suffering under the curses of some witches and warlocks in a place or they are submitted to the house of God and their money and their gift and their love and their good works is stirred for the house of God. They worship. Don't you teach your children how to walk from this church to that church and we don't like what the pastor said. Don't have pastor for lunch. Don't discuss me around your table for the sake of your children. If you have an issue, come, come to me. But don't let the children build a disconnect in their heads between the altar of God and, the, and, and, and their lives. Because the separation between the pure and the pulpit has been strong. We will get more extravagant than this. This is extravagant. It's coming. It's going to be worse. Our worship and our praise uh, because it's not for you that we're doing this thing. It's to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We are going to magnify Him. We're going to bless Him. Call your children before the Lord if you need another rock. My wife, you need to write names on there. The Holland name. Call my children. Call them into the house of God and say, Father, let it work on my children. Then I'm going to pray for you. But I don't want you to come empty-handed. You need to come with your offering. There's the card machines. I want, you to, I want you to make sure that your heart and your life and your family is connected to this altar. Because I want you to honor God. I want you to teach your children to honor God. A family altar. Don't rob them of their destiny. Teach the children it's okay. This, we don't get electricity for free. There's things that must be serviced in the house of God. It says, take care of my house, I'll take care of yours. Make sure there's meat in my house so the word can go out. Everybody online, it's been nice sitting online and away from responsibility. Question is, are you servicing the house of God? Job chapter 1 verse 5. I'm doing all of this as you writing your name down, we're receiving an offering, we're repenting, we're bringing our families, we're doing it all. Because it's all the same thing. Job chapter 1 verse 5. 
So it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Everybody read loud with me. Thus, Job did regularly send your tithes, send your offerings. We've got partners all across the globe. We pray for you because they're connected to this altar. They like what God is doing here. They like, they, they're receiving breakthrough. Even in New Zealand, they are being blessed because they're connected to the altar of God. They send tithes and offerings. Are you with me? Because people understand the power of an altar. Don't let the enemy rob you. No, my business comes first. My, no, my children come first. Look how Satan sees it. Offerings first. Touch his offering. Don't go after his sacrifices first. Then when he can't sacrifice anymore, then go after his business. And when the business can't produce anymore, go after his house. Somebody sent me a message. My house is in trouble, this and that. Okay, so where's your connection to the altar? Where's your sacrifice? Where's your offering? Where's your service? Where's your prayer? Where is your connection to the altar of God? No, just pray for my business. No, that's your camel that's in trouble. How about we go back to the oxen and the sheep that you must bring to the altar? If you fix the altar, you'll fix your destiny. If you fix the altar, you'll fix your home. Everybody with me this morning? Can we stand this morning and just begin to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? If you've got your family name and you've got it all written down and you're ready, come forward. Let's just pray. I'm praying for families this morning. I'm praying for families this morning. your children's name on one stone let me tell you why they are uniquely developed by God by themselves there's no two stones that are the same exactly the same you want to put a separate name for every one of them so you can lift them up before the Lord and say based upon this Holland name I'm lifting up this person that one don't 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 share names even twins are not twins Whatever you need. Now, I didn't say throw rocks in your house. I said you must go and pray. Can we pray for you? You may anoint you well. Day and night, in the name of Jesus. I bless this family. Day and night, 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 Day and night, night and day, let him surrender.
come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide forgiveness. His born with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness has born with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Put your hands here. In the name of Jesus. Seal this family under the blood. Let the anointing break yours. Let answers come. Let the cups be reversed. Let them be forever married to the altar. And then the power of your kingdom will always descend upon their lives. Strengthen them. Keep them in the palm of your hand. Bless them this seed. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. My God, turn the love Oh my God, all that's connected to this family. In the name of Jesus. Seal of everything. Anoint them. Strengthen them. Bless them. Join them to you, my God. Let every curse be reversed. Let the power of your kingdom be seen upon their lives. Come today. We seal this off in the spirit. In the night, mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. If you know it too well, we come in, we come in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, you're married. You're married to the altar. Your children are married to the altar. They will know spiritual truths. They will walk in victory. Come on, bring mother. There's an altar at home. There's a power of the kingdom. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God. Put your hands on you. Let's connect it. Let's join this family. Let's join this family. Let's connect. The heal and deliver. Got them loose from the lies of the enemy. And we break every form of waywardness. And we call them into their destiny, their purpose. We call for this family, my God, to take their rightful place in the kingdom of God. Save them in Jesus' mighty name. Save them in Jesus' mighty name. Save them in Jesus' name. Heal and deliver. Oh, we anoint this moment, my God, a point of contact. Let the power of your kingdom come upon them this morning. Let the power of your kingdom be seen upon their lives. Oh, a praying mother. Now, in the name of Jesus, every curse is being reversed. Standing at this altar, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, receive that blessing. You and your family, receive it now. In the mighty name of Jesus, receive it now in Jesus' mighty name. In the mighty name of Jesus, every curse is reversed. Every curse is reversed. I break that thing from your life. Healing is your portion. The kingdom has come. Breakthrough is yours. In the name of Jesus. Anoint them afresh as you pray for them. Anoint them afresh. The power of your kingdom come upon them. Prayers that your father prayed, your grandfather prayed, your family prayed. Come in the name of Jesus. Every curse is reversed. There's anointing. There's an anointing upon your life. There's healing. Power of God upon your life. Every curse is reversed. Now, 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 receive it. Receive it. In the name of Jesus. Woo! 
have been seen and the Spirit of God has been calling you. Father, I pray, break every curse, reverse every curse, cause the anointing to break every yoke. Let the hand of God be upon your servant. A fresh anointing come upon them. Restore, repair, heal and deliver. In the name, in the name, in the name, in the name. In the name. Repair the altar. Woo! Break the yokes. Let the kingdom come. Let the anointing reverse every curse. And every satanic and demonic agenda be broken and cut from their lives. Let the blessing of the Lord come upon them in a profound and a profuse way. woman of God Woo! on your life being repaired right now being restored right now that you're broken right now right now right now right now right now right now that curse is reversed that curse is reversed that curse is reversed we're calling for life upon this family and on this altar will be life coming from this family only healing and wholeness nothing missing nothing broken every curse is reversed we break that yoke in the mighty name of Jesus Shoo. light just entered in understanding has just come healing and wholeness is your call you will live and not die and declare the praises of the Lord you are blessed. You are blessed. Blessed is a family. Woo! 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 You're not alone, woman of God. You're not alone, says the Lord. The presence of the Lord in your home from today. The anointing upon your home. Your roots are going deeper, says the Lord, in the season. I am doing a new thing. Your workplace will become a worship space. Your home, your family, your children that you have to teach. God do a new thing inside of her. That's the word. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Woo. Woo. We are praying. Preserved and protected. Preserved and protected. Watch over them. No weapon formed against this family shall prosper. Where there are gaps, fill those gaps. What they need, supply. What is lacking, fill up. From today, the anointing breaks the yoke. Every curse is reversed. The hand of God is upon you. Let faith come from this family to deal with everything demonic, satanic, unrighteous, unholy. In the name of Jesus, I look up there. The blessing of the Lord is upon you, your family, your home. Receive that. Every curse is reversed. It is your season. It is your time. Run. In the name of Jesus. Well, by the weight of your sin, Jesus is calling. Father, we thank you for this family. How do you come to the end of yourself? Praying mental. 
over you that when you pray every years revive, restore stir up stir up the gift inside of you the anointing break every yoke in the name of Jesus bless that family bless them bless them bless them bless them bless them bless them thank you for your prayers thank you for standing thank you for your faithfulness thank you for praying for all of us your fervent prayers are very much Woo! the praying mother it's not even you man it's not even your gift your mother's been praying receive the blessing receive the anointing for you and your family woman of God all over you as you pray and intercede as you stand for your family I release the blessing of the Lord upon you I release the blessing of the Lord upon you. Receive it. Receive it. Watch your dress. Father, we thank you for the anointing. Your new has come. The blessing of the Lord is upon you. Wherever you go, whatever you do, as you honor God in this season, Watch him honor you. The blessing of the Lord's upon you, sir. It's all over your family. Bless his children. His children's children. Everything is done for your altar. Everything he keeps on doing for your altar. For it is a blessing upon his head today. Let it come as a memorial before him, before you, God for him and his family for what is done for me for what is done for your church I pray that you do something significant in this life receive the blessing Lord. in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus receive the blessing whatever you put your hands to right now will prosper the curse is reversed woman of God your family, your home as you're raising an altar and you are consistent in your home the Lord says watch what I do watch what I do through your life your prophetic gift where the enemy has put dirt in that well the Lord says I'm coming to clean it out I've come to remove everything that has been demonic satanic that has worn you out I'm coming to refresh you says the Lord as you pray in the season watch the visitation of the Lord it's coming in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, let the blessing of the Lord rest upon your servant. Heal and deliver. Set him free. In the name of Jesus, let the blessing of the Lord come. Put your hands here and join up with this family. This family is blessed. Uh, they're walking in victory all the days of their life. I want you to put your hand on here. I pray for unity in the name of Jesus. Put your hand here. I pray, Father, for the spirit of unity. I thank you for the anointing as they pray. Seek your face. So and so. So the kingdom will be established through this family. This family is blessed. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. In Jesus' name.
Jesus' name. Bless this family. Their service for the house of God. All that they do, think and say. Let the creativity, the power of your kingdom come upon them. I call you blessed and daughter. Hey, hey. King's laughing here. Hey, hey, hey. Behave, dude. Get happy in church. I bless you today in the name of Jesus. Father, bless this family. Put the hands on together on this family here. Put your hands here. Father, in the name of Jesus, can we touch and agree there? Father, in Jesus' name. Here comes the anointing. Here comes the power. I bless you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. I bless you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. You will always walk in victory. Every curse is reversed, son. It's time to get back with the things of God. In the name of Jesus, on this altar, sacrifices, tithes, offerings, honor to God. And watch what God does. Every curse is reversed. Broken from your life. You are forgiven. You are cleansed. It's a new day. Receive it. In the name of Jesus, I bless your servant. Bless his life. Bless his future. Bless her life. Bless her destiny. Bless his life. Bless his destiny. Take care of them. In the name of Jesus, let the anointing break yokes. Let every curse of even suicide and the fear of failure break from their lives today in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every curse is reversed. Every curse is reversed. I, I want you to, this one, I want you to take it home. Don't leave it here. I will, we're going to do a service for the altar where your family will be forever connected to the altar. But this one is your private prayer closet. It's a family altar. Take it home. Take a picture with you for whoever you pray. When you're praying before the Lord in the morning, take it on. I blessed you. I blessed your family. I blessed your home. This is just going to be a memorial stone from today. You're going to walk, your family will walk in victory. There will be another stone we'll put out and say, This is for the building project. This is for our family. We are joined to the altar and we're going to allow God to do what He can do. Only He can do. So please take it. I want you to pray with me. Don't make me pray for you in your family. This is personal. This is for your home. This is for your family. You take it home with you. In the name of Jesus. Come on, Dad. Put it in your hands. In the name of Jesus. Raise this family. Raise this family. Come, Come here. Come here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Come. In the name of Jesus. We call for unity. Every place where you lack wisdom, the wisdom will now come. The anointing of God is upon your life. Every curse is reversed. You are a family that is blessed. It is blessed from the crown of your heads to the soles of your feet. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. And everybody said, hey, the good amen. Hallelujah. For all of your family, standing right here. You're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. Standing for everyone. Mommy and daddy included. Anoint them. Do a new work in this family. We seal this off in the spirit. And we thank you for the victory. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Father, we touch and agree with your servant. 
that he's anointed his relationship with you his family and all of his destiny sealed off in jesus mighty name i bless you son i bless this family a mother that knows how to fight and to stand and to pray keep praying mama the destiny of your girls your boy your husband your grandchildren lift them up before the lord and from today you will experience the blessing of the lord as you continue to pray and lift up an altar lift them up before the lord so you'll walk in victory all the days of your life in the name of jesus the johnson family your destiny Everything that has harassed you will harass you no more. You'll have every tool. You'll have the power to resist every devil from your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Melissa down here. Amen. Touch and agree. That high heels can be able to stomp. I'll say you. Jesus name there is nothing demonic satanic any person anything that will stand before you all the days of your life you'll have an answer for every naughty problem you'll experience the blessing of the Lord every curse is reversed divine health is your portion your family altar will go to a whole different levels in the season in Jesus name in Jesus name father I speak a blessing upon your servant as he services the altar Take care of his life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Double portion. Are, are you serious? She's serious. By faith and unbelief, come bring your hands together, all of you. Receive. This is your prayer closet. You're going to learn how to pray. You're going to get things revelation. You're going to get destinies sorted out. You're going to get revelation coming from the Spirit of God. You're going to have resources. You're going to find the protection. But they will, they will not live aimless lives, your children. That's what the Lord is saying. They will not live aimless lives. Everything about their lives is going to matter for Him. Receive the blessing of the Lord. Receive the blessing of the Lord. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Leave her right there. She's receiving grace this race. Grace. Come, son. Open up those doors. Open up those windows. Your family name on, on here. Did you write? Scrape. Mark it in the heavenlies. In the name of Jesus. The Watson family is connected not just to the altar, but they have a private altar. The hand of the Lord is upon you your family in Jesus mighty name in Jesus mighty name receive it just receive it just receive it what God has done over all these years in our family and our home just receive it. it's just a point of contact just a point of contact receive it receive it receive the blessing receive the blessing son receive the blessing everything that you touch turns to prophetic gold 
you'll find something different from today something different will happen in your prayer life something's gonna happen in your prayer life go deeper yes in the name of Jesus broken 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 of that's been in your head life man the gift of life I bless you there's a daughter connected to the altar in this house so the doors will open for you that no man can shut you are preserved and you are protected Shoot. the word restoration is on in your life God's going to restore to you all the years anything the devil stole it's coming back it's coming back now from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet receive the blessing of the Lord as I dismiss you have we received an offering we have some have come don't miss your moment to connect with the altar through your offering there's the card machine make sure that it's left your receipt is here make sure that you can receive the blessedness of this moment Father, I bless your people from the crown of the head to the soles of the feet. Everybody online, connected to this altar. There's something going on in the heavens. And over this nation, I cut off the assignment of the enemy to disturb this nation again. That altar that they've erected will not bring shame to the people of God and to the children of God. I cut off that work of wickedness and everybody in this church will agree and say amen in the name of Jesus. I speak peace to South Africa, to this nation. There's another altar raised here. It's a righteous altar. It's for the kingdom of God. And everybody said amen and amen. God bless you. Let's go rejoicing this morning. We love you. Amen and amen.